everybody, I'm the Mad Psych Nurse and welcome to my channel. I am a light worker and a board certified psychiatric mental health nurse and on this channel we will be discussing a variety of wellness topics to help you take back your power and heal. This channel isn't just about healing, it's about asking questions and challenging your perception of reality and not being afraid to talk about shit that actually matters because that is how positive change is created both individually and collectively and here's the obligatory request that you hit subscribe so last time we talked about depression and how it's currently most often misunderstood and treated primarily on the basis of the chemical imbalance theory and i told you in this next episode we would be taking a dive into other ways of explaining and understanding depression so while i'm not ha hating on antidepressants or suggesting that you stop taking them the bottom line is, like I said in the last episode, they don't address your depression. They may temporarily help address some of the symptoms of your depression, but your depression is coming from somewhere, something. The question is what? So I think we're gonna have to start this with the mind-body connection. The mind has an extremely powerful influence over the body and vice versa. It took me a long time to truly internalize that, you guys, and really embrace it. In fact, it doesn't really make sense to try to think of them as two separate things. Remember, throughout this whole series, what I want you to try to remember is it's all one interconnected, interdependent thing, okay? So let's look at this whole depression mystery like an onion in layers, because there's a lot to it. If there is a simple answer, to explain why we were depressed, um, I don't think I'd be making this video, would I? So in this episode, we're going to start peeling away at the outermost layer, and that's, I'm going to call that layer, the layer of the body. Um, you guys are also going to hear me refer to the body as your spacesuit, which is uh, a term that I stole from one of my most important teachers, Ram Dass. Uh, so, uh, what most research is actually now pointing out is that chronic inflammation is associated with an incredibly long list of serious things that can go with just about that can go wrong with just about every part of the body. We're talking diabetes, cancer, heart disease, uh, asthma, arthritis, Alzheimer's, and yes, depression is also on that list. So. The, the chemical imbalance theory of depression, outdated, um, kind of the more accepted one that science is moving into now is the inflammation theory of depression, and I, which I can get more behind that one and you'll see why. Um, but it makes sense, right? Your brain is not separate from the rest of your body. It's a part of a working coherent system. So if your body is inflamed, Things are going to go wrong with your brain. It's all connected. Um, and we are talking not just about the body-mind combination. We're talking really about the body-mind-spirit uh, system combination. So um, we're going to dig into all that on this channel. I can't wait because if you know me, you know how much I love talking about this shit. Uh, but getting ahead of ourselves here, as usual, I look at it like this. So... Here's a, a term that I actually just coined while I was working on this video, the B-complex. I get really proud of myself when I make up words. 
the B complex, which your, your being with a capital B, um, which consists of your entire body, mind, spirit complex. Okay. So when one or more of those areas goes into serious dysfunction and is not addressed, it is of course, inevitably going to affect the other areas because it's all one big thing. Right. And that's why depression literally affects every single area. It affects our energy level, our sleep, our appetite. So it affects our body. It affects our mind by dulling our thoughts, taking away our motivation. Um, it makes you think about everything in a very negative kind of dull way. Um, it takes away our ability to experience joy. I think that's kind of a mind and spirit thing. Um, and it affects our spirit by, well, it just seems to completely dim our spirit, doesn't it? I mean, I always felt like my spirit, my soul went into hibernation and just kind of left my body here going through the motions when I got really depressed, like a zombie. I was just here trying to fake it. But remember, I was born into this world as a healthy, happy little baby. No one is born depressed. So what happened to me? What happened to you? Well, a lot of things happened, didn't they? But back to inflammation in the body. Um, here's a little insider info from behind the desk. And I'm not giving medical advice here. I'm just telling you about my job and myself. People with depression tend to be deficient in vitamin D. Did you know that? And it makes sense really because that's the, the one that comes from the sun and we don't get outside enough in our society and depressed people certainly probably don't get outside enough. Um, so when we admit someone to the psych ward, we run a basic blood work uh, panel on them. We start a lot of them on a vitamin D supplement because their vitamin D level comes back low. We also find a lot of people to be low in vitamin B folate. So we supplement that as well. Uh, a lot of us are also deficient in vitamin C and um, that's not one we do blood work for in the hospital, but it's an important one. And, and I'm also sure you've heard of omega-3 fatty acids um, and those aren't something that we test for really deal with much in the hospital but they're good for inflammation and tons of other things including mood support so I take that and I take a good multivitamin and then there are probiotics to maintain proper balance in the gut and oh oh probiotics in the gut we're gonna have to do a, a whole episode on that the gut as our second brain did you know that that's gonna be a whole thing a whole big thing anyway um, I'm not recommending or telling you to go get on any of these supplements. I'm just telling you some interesting factoids that you might consider Googling or insert obligatory legal liability disclaimer here, talking to your omnipotent doctor about, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love you, my doctor friends. I do, but seriously, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, because we are lacking because when we're lacking essential vitamins and nutrients in our body, in our spacesuit, it can't work properly. It becomes inflamed. And if our body isn't working properly, our brain isn't working properly. Are you starting to see that connection thing? Um, so, all right, I'm not gonna sit here and regurgitate all the other basic shit that you already know about taking better care of your body. You know the things that are bad for you and that you should avoid um, because they have an inflammatory effect um, on your spacesuit, like, you know those things, right? 
but knowing it and actually putting it into practice are two different things, right? I know it is hard to be proactive or to even really care about anything when you're depressed. So maybe try making small changes really slowly so you don't get overwhelmed. Like take away one bad thing a week, you know, or just add one good thing a week, just small changes. And you'd be surprised how quickly you start to feel better physically. Oh, oh, there's a happy lamp. There's this thing called a happy light, happy lamp um, that you can get like on Amazon or any, uh, it's like a, a little box that has this like bright light in it that uh, if you can't get outside, like if you're like me and you have to be stuck indoors for 12 hours a day, you get this little UV happy light is what mine's called but i know there are tons i just bought a ch you know cheaper one but if you if you set this you know in you know i can't remember the exact distance it's supposed to be i just like sit mine there while i'm charting at work like in the corner so it's not it's not supposed to be right in your face because it is bright as shit. but what it does is it kind of tricks your your body and your mind into thinking that you're getting sunlight so that's something good to, to possibly Google. But again, there, there can be some, some caveats with that if you're bipolar. Um, read about it. You know, be smart. Make a decision. Uh, talk to God. I mean your doctor. My bad. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> so, addressing the needs of your body. Which I will probably, you know, continue calling your spacesuit. Um, this is going to, this inflammation thing is going to help with your depression a lot. But it's just... It's just one layer of a very complex onion. So what lies below that? Well, we've briefly gone over some important things to put in your body and take out of it, but that isn't the whole picture. Going back to the importance of the mind-body connection, which Western mainstream medicine barely acknowledges, but it does in some ways, right? We've all heard that when someone has a heart attack, their doctor tells them, um, they're going to have to eat better, they're going to have to lower their blood pressure, and they're going to have to um, decrease the stress in their life. That's a thing. So it is part of the medical Western model, just not a big part of it. And that's because we know that stress, whether it's a stressful job, financial difficulty, uh, a shitty relationship, or just the stress of living in the modern world, um, it has a huge impact on our spacesuit, our minds, and our moods. Stress is something we all deal with. It's kind of unavoidable, right? But the crazy thing is, if it's an unavoidable part of life, then why aren't we ever taught how to properly deal with it and learn how it affects our body? Like on a, in a, on a detailed, like learn to keep it from destroying us. You know, there, there are a lot of ways I'm gonna talk about how a lot of us get emotionally and mentally sick, I think, because we, as a society aren't prepared for what we're going to be dealing with in this world especially if we're energetically sensitive beings or empaths which i will talk about oh, so many things anyway so in school i don't remember ever talking about stress other than um i don't remember talking about it at all honestly um i know in school we learned about a ton of shit that we never ended up using remembering or needing so when you turn on the TV, do you find a lot of helpful pro tips on managing that inevitable stress? No, you just find more stress. So 
we got to make an effort to learn about how to properly care for and operate these spacesuits, you guys. So our spacesuits, actually, they came equipped with a brilliant system for dealing with stress, but not really the kind of stress we deal with today. That's the kicker. You got to remember, our bodies were not originally designed to live in the modern world. They were designed to live out in the wild. And while our brain has evolved in many ways over millions and millions of years, the primitive survival part of our brain still works the same. So I'm sure you've all heard of the fight or flight response. It's that mechanism that was originally put there in our brain so that if we were about to be charged by a lion trying to kill us um, or something like that, a chain reaction would be set off that would prepare our bodies to either fight or flee, run for our lives or fight for our lives. So the brain releases this massive cocktail of chemicals and hormones like adrenaline, other things, and it, it gives us this burst of energy. When we see the lion, our heart starts pounding faster so more blood flow can, can quickly get to our arms and legs because we're going to need them more than we're going to need our gut. Um, other areas like that it goes it shunts the blood to the important most important places for that moment so it kind of digestion not so much right then let's let's take it to the extremities so we can run or fight um, and so we start breathing faster our pupils dilate and you know your heart's beating faster to get that blood flow and our entire body becomes tense our muscles tense up we're ready for action and, and that's called the sympathetic nervous system that's what's causing all this and our survival instinct it just it causes everything else in the world to fall away and our bodies and our minds are completely focused on dealing with this perceived threat so it's both a physiological and a psychological reaction to real or imagined danger also known as stress so you know that if you like you're walking out in your yard and you see a stick and it looks like a snake you think it's a snake for a second you're gonna get that fight or flight it's a perceived danger it's not real a real threat but if your mind perceives it, it even if it's, it's just turns out to be a stick you're gonna still feel all that shit start to happen and get amped up and oh, and then you get that relief and that relief once the threat has passed which usually if you get like into full-blown rocky mode it's gonna take like half an hour to an hour and then our brains are gonna release different hormones that are gonna return our body back to normal that's our parasympathetic nervous system. So it's the opposing um, system to bring things back into balance so we can calm down. And while this response, this fight or flight response is brilliant because it saves our lives, um, it takes a toll on the body. It uses up a lot of energy and resources and it wears us out. But again, once we return back to baseline, our body can go back to using its energy and resources properly for healthy growth, damage repair, and so on. But what happens when the fight or flight system can't shut off and bring us back to chill mode after that amount of time? In fact, what if we just stay in a constant state of fight or flight mode for days, weeks, months, even years? because of a stressful job or the money we never have enough of or shitty relationship or what we see every time we turn on the news or feeling like your life and the world in general are completely fucked and ruminating about it all the time. What happens to your B, your B complex then? Um, 
Do you think maybe that could turn into something that looks like depression or anxiety disorder? You will have to check out my next episode to find out. I'll see you then. Until then, keep the love going. I love you.